Capital Market Insights from ICMA. Greetings and a warm welcome to the ICMA FinTech Podcast, a series where we explore the technological innovation in and the transformation of the international capital markets. I'm Oliver Tinkler, Head of Communications and Press for ICMA. As an international trade association, ICMA is involved with the intricate landscapes of primary, secondary, repo and collateral markets, and we understand the pivotal role of market electronification. Throughout this series, we will bring you conversations with ICMA's fintech vendor members, the driving forces behind the innovation shaping our capital markets. Today, we are honored to have Charlie Berman, the Chief Executive Officer of Agora, a collaboration and workflow platform run from London that streamlines the origination process of debt instruments. Charlie, good morning. Can you tell us a little about yourself and, and your company? Um, yes, of course. Uh, good morning, everybody, um, or afternoon or evening, whenever you're listening to this. So first thing is I'm um, a career banker. I'm not a technologist. Um, I spent uh, my life in the bond markets or my working life anyway, probably a lot of my personal life too, um, and uh, have had a long association um, with ICMA. I think at one point I was actually on the exco of uh, the IPMA, for those of those, for those of you old enough to remember what that was. Um, and so my life has been in and around um, the bond markets for a very long time. I did my first bond issue back in the mid 80s. And um, uh, I've done a lot of them. Uh, I don't do any anymore. Uh, I'm now running a, a software company uh, called Agro Digital Markets Limited. Um, and the reason that I'm doing this is um, a, a major itch that needed scratching, which was that it can't be right that the way we do things today or that the way that the market does things today is pretty much the same as when I did my first bond issue back in the mid 80s. So banker turned technologist, although the technologists that I work with would heavily dispute the fact that I could ever call myself a technologist. So banker turned somebody who is uh, running and marketing a, a, a software business focused on uh, technology that can improve the lives of people who work in the bond markets, whether they're issuers, whether they are the investment banks to, that serve them, all of the downstream service providers, uh, such as the CSDs, um, the IPAs, uh, uh, the custodians, and ultimately the buy side. Um, uh, this is a large, complex ecosystem, uh, and uh, there's a lot of different uh, parts of it and participants. Um, and that probably leads me on to other points to make, but I'll stop there for the moment. That's great. So, I mean, you've been intrinsically involved in the bond markets then for 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 a number of a number of years. What? You know, turning to Agora in in particular, what is the kind of core innovation or the unique features that that set your fintech product apart? Okay, well, I, I think I think that's in a in a scene which often gets described as confused and there's a lot of overlapping platforms, um, and I think that's to a certain extent true. Uh, I think Agora sort of stands out um, uh, in that we are the only um, a platform that is um, l seeking to operate in uh, the regulated uh, 
markets for securities, the huge markets, the bond markets and other related markets, and apply um, distributed ledger technology um, to help provide solutions for some of the uh, issues that face that, that those markets. Um, and uh, um, also to open the door on some wonderful new products and, and, and opportunities that derive from having better technology. So um, uh, I, I think there is nobody else who is operating in, in um, who, who is legally uh, compliant and regulatory compliant with the existing uh, world um, uh, and using using those technologies, there are crypto businesses, and there are people that are doing new native digital assets, which which sit outside of um, the, the the regulated markets. Uh, but the, but there's nobody else doing that. And there's you know friends in other fintechs are doing great things, uh, but they're not doing the same as us. You mentioned earlier about kind of scratching an itch that had been kind of in the in the bond markets for a while. What was it? That inspired the development of this solution, and you know, can you delve deeper into how it addresses a need or a specific challenge in the in the capital markets? Well, I think I think the first thing to say is, um, you know, and ICMA presides over a community of um, stakeholders and players and and providers um, that does an extraordinary job, and and the, in in the sense of the amount of capital that is raised uh, annually, new capital, and the amount of the secondary markets that underpin it. So this isn't a question of uh, saying uh, the markets are broken or absolutely needs to be replaced tomorrow, not fit for purpose. Uh, that's a sort of silly way of looking at it. But equally, it's a strange position to take to say none of this needs changing. We're very happy with the existing infrastructure and we can't do any better and that nothing needs to be improved. And why are you spending all this time? Uh, we're all busy people and blah, 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 and all that stuff. And, and I think this is rather like saying everybody was very happy with a checkbook. Why do we why do we need to? Why do we need to get that? I rather like my checkbook. My checkbook's very nice. I've got stubs. I can actually a lot of people listening to this won't even know what a checkbook is, but I can record my activity by writing in a stub after I've written a check what I've just done, and then if I ever need to go back and look at it, um, there it is. Um, oh, I don't need what's this smartphone and digital banking and all this sort of stuff. So it's a bit like that. It's it's a rather um, I mean, it's the definition of Luddite behaviour that because granny can knit a jumper, we don't want to have industrial knitting machines. Um, so it, 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 so I, I think, but of course, this is really complicated and it's not easy and it's really difficult. So it's going to take a lot of effort and time. Uh, but to say that change isn't required is in my view you know very very short-sighted so if i if i may just go on for a second i'll give you a couple um uh, of reasons one a very micro level one having done the job of a debt capital markets person for a long time and then managed teams and then gone on to do other things 
there is an enormous and what about that and then one is a very big picture from um from a from a, a sort of boardroom perspective uh, on, on the whole scene so at the micro level a lot of the members involved in icma um will spend a huge amount of time uh, on their daily jobs uh, managing uh, natural language information either numbers or words and they'll be using their emails and outlook uh, and word documents and pdfs and doing transactions involves the exchange of that information and a lot of that time that information is exchanged in a very unstructured way uh, which means that it constantly needs to be managed and reconciled uh, people are continuously looking at versions are we on version 9 are we on version 10 did i send you a revised term sheet and there's a whole chain of it somebody's out of the office what was the latest update da 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 da, da. all of this sort of stuff and then uh, transactions involve the passage of information between a whole number of different constituencies whether it's um, funding officials or issuers um, lawyers in those in those places the same at the banks and then other service providers uh, we we currently still live and rely on emails and the passage of that information that way if there was a way uh, where we could get away from constantly inputting and re-inputting the same data time and time again uh, even if you don't make errors you have to spend time checking even if you don't make errors you are uh, transposing from one system to another these are all um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, manual handoff points um, and that's not no longer necessary we, we can link that whether you're working in a um, uh, uh, using ledgers and DLT like us or whether you have a sort of some sort of centralized uh, solution it doesn't really matter in the sense of that that central problem uh, exists there and we don't need to do it that way if we go to uh, and therefore we can save a lot of time and a lot of time is spent by particularly post 2008 uh, all the in increased regulation people spend increasing amounts of their da days uh, tracking uh, complying with uh, procedures that are necessary in the wake of what happened for regulators uh, to be sure that things are being done in a in a way that is acceptable um, by today's standards. So we have an enormous amount of admin associated with what we do. So if you have a system which does a lot of that automatically, then then this prima facie must be uh, a better way of doing it. If we go to, so that's really about workflows and processes. If we look at the system itself, the system itself, because it involves lots of counterparties, it involves lots of other ri risks, not just about how much time it's taking, counterparty risks, settlement risks, um, uh, credit risks. If you look at the five pillars of uh, in, in operation of how banks are regulated, um, so much is, is around those sorts of risks. Um, and to manage those and cover those risks, financial institutions of all shapes and sizes um, are asked to hold capital and they're asked to hold liquidity against those risks. So when people say, the system's fine, it works. Um, well, actually, 
that system is this current system to make it work and to make it safe requires huge amounts of capital to in case something goes wrong and whether you are a a, a custodian or uh, a, a central securities depository or indeed a, an investment bank an enormous amount of your balance sheet is tied up in that way when people say why do we care about t plus zero um it's actually not a short-term uh, thing that 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 is 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 um obsessing us at agora each day uh, at the moment uh, but it will in the future um why do why is that important well that's important only in the sense that um the creation of uh, different uh, of digital assets um not only leads to shorter settlement periods and therefore periods in which things can have to be checked or can go wrong or whatever else it is also going to introduce usher in this concept of atomic settlement which is a phrase used and not understood by that many but which is simply the simultaneous transfer of title uh, and payment uh, for that that instrument between two counterparties if you can reach a point where everyone agrees that that is absolutely simultaneous then you have taken away huge amounts of the risk in the system and you can and there'll be there'll be a lot of discussion about this reduce the amount of capital tied up and um i think many financial institutions would welcome the ability to produce a better return on the capital to their shareholders by reducing risk in the system that's great thank you very much for that and i mean thinking back to the launch of agora you know how did the market welcome this solution and and you know post that what obstacles have you faced kind of along the way since since launch look i think there's one of the biggest challenges and this is why again what icma is doing with this series and all of the other events you do is so important and other publications and and journalists and whatever else to help to do is to help educate people about um about what is happening and there's a tremendous amount of misunderstanding um and there's an enormous amount of misunderstanding in what we're doing between uh, the application of new technologies in the form of DLT and say what people know about bitcoin or cryptos and they get they get very confused um so i think one of the biggest challenges is the education is why is this important um what does it seek to do um i've just talked about a couple of use cases which is um you know day to day how do you do more with less you know the average person on a syndicate desk or a dcm desk is not getting more resources and yet they're being asked to do more each year so how do you leverage your time better um and how do you manage your balance sheet better so those are why are we doing this or why is this necessary uh, the understanding of how all of that comes together is not there yet and there's there's still a lot of comment of and at the moment we're at a point where people are saying oh the whole blockchain thing you know we this has been going on for years now it hasn't really happened has it um people spent a lot of money you know it's a failure um well I, I, in my view it's, it's it's not it's not a failure it's taking it's taking a long time even longer than i expected um but then that's probably in retrospect naive to have thought it could happen any sooner 
there are really significant signs taking place. And we have always taken this view, which is that this is about a transition that can only occur through collaboration of critical counterparties. This is not about introducing a black box, which will suddenly sweep away everything that went before. Uh, the whole nature of risk within the system and regulation is that people are authorized to perform important and extremely sensitive functions. For example, you know what Euroclear, Clearstream do in relation to holding ultimate title and ensuring that the transfer of payments takes place in a correct way. And their very close relationship with the issuing and paying agents, with custodians who hold the assets, the, the idea that you can come up with some um, a box, some code in a box, and that you don't need those people anymore. Some people might find this statement a bit controversial, um, but I've always believed that this is going to be a, about a collaboration. So as we see those entities, um, not suddenly, but having started some years ago, uh, the work to change their systems, how they operate, we're now seeing that starting to come through. And that's not a process that can happen overnight. So a, a recent example, and this may not be recent when this, if this podcast has been listened to in a few months time, but the recent example of what um, the World Bank, you know, a, you know, a, a long time pioneer in bond markets um, has achieved in collaboration with Euroclear as they launched their um, DFMI, Digital Financial Market Infrastructure, in partnership with City as an uh, um, uh, issuing and paying agent um, and, and led by Toronto Dominion and with our, you know, um, Linklaters and Pains in the background, making sure it all, all, all complied and, and a whole host of other people. What was achieved there was incredibly significant um, as the beginning of a scalable model which will lead to the issuance of uh, digital securities but which are part of the normal world so uh, and you can you know cynics can pick holes and say oh it's not a complete process well of course it's not the complete process yet what do you expect you know you don't build a bridge by you know building the road first and then and then the central supports later you've got to start in the right order it's a sequential process you can choose to start in different places but you ultimately all have to work together to get to to get that and i think that's what we're seeing that's great you mentioned earlier a comment about collaboration and also regulation and brings me on to my next question how do you balance the innovation of your solution uh, with regulatory compliance especially you know the, the landscape of fixed income is constantly evolving i yeah, look i think there's there isn't really a balance you have to comply <laughs> and it's as simple as that um there is no negotiation around there can be a discussion about this but you either meet the standards and pass the uh, tick the boxes or you don't and uh, the risks involved for the parties uh, certainly that we are asking to join in and use our software are way too big so and i would be it would not be um truthful of me to say that when you asked about challenges that when i you know when we started this 
that we understood fully how big a leap it was going to be to get uh, major financial institutions, particularly the banks, because the banks are the people that get fined typically, mm -hmm. but also CSDs and custodians. They all have infrastructures or regimes under which they operate, where which talk an awful lot about how much they have to pay out um, when they get things wrong. So they can't afford to get things wrong. And therefore, what you need to build is something that is incredibly robust, um, industrial grade from the outset, um, in some cases, military grade, uh, in order to get past the, um, the checks that are required uh, by the users to be something that they can actually adopt and use. And uh, there is no shortcut to that. Um, and uh, this is uh, just a reality. It's not going to change. Uh, it's, well, it, it, hopefully it may get slicker um, and, uh, and speed up, uh, but there, it's all going to be required. And a lot of the, the elements are questions that are being asked for the first time. So, for example, in, in our case, how do you manage material non-public information in a pre-trade environment in a, on a distributed basis, ensuring that um, you know, parties are uh, able to be compliant with all of the regulations? Now, the interesting thing is that a lot of, the old, a lot of our existing practices are effectively grandfathered in terms of their usage. So no one investigates and analyzes sending an email as a network in the way that they do the new system. So it's just a fact of life. You, you are, we're in the post GFC 08. So a lot of the stuff that we do now was not envisaged then. Um, a lot of the stuff that was already in place at that point has not, never been re-engineered or reanalyzed in the way that it would be if it were brought in today. And simply put, you either comply with it or you can't operate. That's great. And my final question, thank you very much for this. Um, when you look, you know, about five years out, medium term outlook, how do you see your proposition, your, your, your solution kind of evolving? And is, you know, looking at AI in particular, will that play a part in, in, in the evolution of, of your solution? I'm, go I'm going to, I'll come to that AI bit at the end and make myself very unpopular with some former colleagues. But um, I, how do I see this whole system? I see um, the understanding of how technology can make, uh, uh, this is not a sort of, nice to have. I think there are certain uh, famous broadsheet newspapers which continually refer to blockchain and DLT related stuff as solutions looking looking for a problem. Um, and without being rude, I think that that, that sort of belies a, a lack of understanding of whatever you want to call them, problems or things that could be improved. So I think there's going to be a growing understanding of the underlying technologies, growing adoption. Um, people are having to spend an awful lot of time and money to uh, get up the curve for their what they need and how it would apply. And one thing I think everybody underestimates is the amount of how important it is uh, and how much time it's going to take to get the regulatory questions answered. And it all boils down to that. 
really, because actually a lot of the technology was new and whatever else. Um, it, it, it doesn't, you don't have to be a computer scientist to understand what it does, uh, you, you know, and hopefully I do, do a bit. I certainly don't understand how it does it a lot of the time, but um, but what you do need to do is to, to make sure is whether it, it fits with, within regulation. So I think that regulatory awareness, the legal technology development in the sense of, um, you, you know, we've had important developments this year in the UK. We've had big reports on, yes, this works. We've had a whole bunch of experts looking at this and yes, this can work. Uh, or in, you know, if we're in the European context, we're going to bring in this legislation to enable this to tap, blah, 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 all that sort of stuff. So I think that whole rollout, I think the acceptance that having, uh, as we would say, an environment which is shared, which where the, um, the, 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 the ownership of data is protected heavily, much more than it is today, to the people that own it that the environment is incredibly resilient and robust and much more robust than um, sending emails around, um, that transposing information from PDFs and Word documents and manually inputting them. And maybe people will understand that machine reading merely creates another version of that document, which isn't the same as someone else's machine reader. Uh, and all of these, these elements which people... When they, until they get into the detail, they don't understand. So I think we're going to have widespread adoption, much greater usage, uh, the sort of institutions that are doing stuff which are not one-off experiments, but which are the beginnings of scalable introduction of the technology. It's now clear. It's a question of, it's only a question of time. Um, you mentioned AI. I think AI, um, there are certain functions uh, that, are best performed by computers, can be done faster and speedier. These tend not to involve subjective judgments. So uh, whether to um, call a, 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 you know, invoke a cross default or an event of default, this is always probably, I don't know, maybe my mind doesn't go that far, going to be something that people sitting in a room will decide. Um, but the calculation of uh, whether it is uh, straight computations. What is the interest payable on a day? That's not even AI. That is simply an algorithm running which says, you know, this is the business day convention, this is the day count, this is the principal amounts, this amount needs to go to this party. This is not some, a function that needs to be performed by multiple people and then sending each other swift messages to say, do you agree? This is something that can be uh, centrally calculated and disseminated. Um, I think there are certain human functions uh, where, um, which probably go to some of the heart of what ICMA's constituency has been. Um, and there are certain functions, pricing. Uh, you know, uh, pricing is a series of inputs. And in, in the days when we used to take big underwriting risks or decisions about things, it came down to rock star syndicate managers making big calls on um, should we take this down or not? You know, Hans-Jörg Rudloff, are we going to, are we going to, you know, underwrite this thing or whatever? Um, today, um, we don't do those things. We, 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 we've rather scientifically taken, you know, what's the outstanding, uh, where does it yield? What are the comps? 
um, blah, 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 blah. And you do a, you come up with a computation. What's the supply situation look like? Are we in a risk on risk off environment? Um, and we're going to do book building. So we, 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 we have a process of getting to a, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you get to an, uh, a, a, a initial price thoughts? Um, I think we can demystify the art of this a lot. And quite a lot of this can be, can be, will be, there will be aids to people to be able to do it. And I think with bots, uh, we're already seeing some of that, that how uh, people can be aided to do repetitive um, uh, and not judgmental things faster and quicker. Well, that's great. Charlie, again, kind of thanks so much for those fascinating insights into both kind of Agora and the, and the, and the future of the the capital markets and, and many thanks indeed for joining me today on, on, on the podcast. If you'd like to learn more about ICMA's work across fintech and digitalization, then please uh, look at the episode description where we've included links to some of our useful resources. And we look forward to uh, you joining us next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more ICMA podcasts, and further information on capital markets, please visit our website, icmagroup.org.